Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. Last week I talked about uh, the power of preaching and uh, shared a few thoughts on that and and uh, the, the main scripture was talking about how can they believe in him whom they have not heard and how can they hear without a preacher. So today I want to talk to you on faith you can believe in. And um, I've got a, several scriptures here. So first one I've got is Isaiah 53 verses uh, 4 and 5. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Psalms 103, verse 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our diseases. 3 John, verse 2. Maybe. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I know it's a lot. Matthew 8. Verse 16 to 17, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And that's our main scripture. Second uh, Corinthians nine verse eight, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Philippians four nineteen, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And Psalms one. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the ways that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So, Father, thank you for your word. We just ask your blessing upon this message. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just kind of wanted to start by reading a few scriptures um, on healing and on prosperity. 
uh, just to show some of the things that God's Word has to say about it. And there's, there's so many more. I could have, we could have gone on and on and on with different scriptures that we could have shared. But I just wanted to give you a few and get you thinking about that so I can talk to you about a faith that you can believe in. And um, when it comes to things of, of, uh, of like the songs we've been singing today and what we talk about week after week, we, we, sometimes it doesn't make sense to people. And so we have to understand that there's a difference in our uh, sense knowledge and spirit knowledge. Okay, and I'm going to try and make this make sense as, as simply as I can. But um, some things that don't make sense to us is because we're trying to figure things out with our sense knowledge that we were never supposed to figure out with that. I talked last week about some things just can't be explained. And so as human beings, we've been given our five senses. And um, our five senses are sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. And we have been using those ever since we're born. We use those senses to gain information and to gain knowledge. It's how we take in information, which helps us gain knowledge. So those are our, our sense knowledge. We've learned everything from our senses, uh, or most things from our, from our senses. But as born-again believers, we have also have a spiritual sense. And uh, it's a sense of faith. And, and it is, it's a faith you can believe in as long as it's founded in God's Word and uh, Christ-centered. It can't be founded in someone else's word, but if it's in God's word, you can, you can believe in it. And so through the word of God, we can trust our sense of faith. We should be able to even more than we do our five natural senses. Now, that sounds crazy. And it sounds extremely crazy if you're only operating on your five senses and you're not operating in the sense of, uh, in the sense of faith. But it, it's true. And so if you need a miracle today, there's hope. may not always seem like it. Because if you're looking at things from your natural senses, but when you grab a hold of God's word, a faith you can believe in, you can see that there is. In Matthew 19, 26, that he put up for us, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And so as you look at your situation today, we all have different things we're facing. I don't know what you're going through, but there are a lot of us that we face things, and at least at the moment we think this is impossible. There's, there's no coming back from this. It might not be a death sentence or anything, but it's just like this has changed everything. There's no way this is ever going to get better. There's, it, it seems, with men, it seems impossible. See, is it, is it impossible for you to be healed, whatever you're facing in your body? Maybe you had an accident. Maybe you have a sickness. Is it, is it, impossible? Is it impossible for your situation to be turned around? Is it impossible for things to change? Is it impossible for your family to be put back together or restored? Is it impossible for you to move on and things to actually get better? Do all the people in your life, everyone you talk to, your family, your friends, your doctors, your lawyers, whatever, whatever professional you might be talking to, do they keep using the word impossible when they talk about your situation with you? Or are they saying, man, I hate to hear that. I don't really know what to say. I don't... There's nothing I can say. That sounds like an impossible situation. Well, as long as we continue to just be like the world and use our five senses, that's what the report's going to continue to be. But it's time for us to start listening to the Word of God because it tells us that the things that are impossible with men are possible through Christ. They're possible with God. And so it's time for us to use our sense of faith 
and touch in the realm of the supernatural. And, you know, that we say that we believe in faith. We say that we're people of faith and we believe in our, our sense of faith uh, and that it's just as real as our other senses, but many times we don't, we don't act that way. Many, many times we don't, we don't act that way. Sometimes we're, at, we're, we're talking that way and one thing happens and we immediately don't, don't act that way. And uh, I'm kind of hoping for the next couple of weeks to, uh, to bring out some things for all of us to think about, about uh, when it comes to our faith and it comes to expecting miracles and it comes to believing uh, God for, for, for things. And, uh, but we keep saying that. Oh, yeah, this is just everything in this book is just as, as real. But then something happens and we go right back to our five senses and believe everything that they tell us. See, if we're going to really live our lives, not just say it, but live our lives like we believe that our faith in God's promises is just as real as what we can see around us, then it's going to start by getting into the Word of God and meditating on the Word. It's not someone else's Word. It's got to be His Word that we're standing upon. And we're meditating on it until it gets down deep within us, not just in our minds, not just in our memories, not just so that we can quote a scripture, but so that it gets down into our spirit. And that's when things begin to change. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I'm not talking about a blind faith today. I'm talking about the sense of faith, faith that's rooted in God's word, faith that we can believe in. And so I want to give you a, I don't have a lot of points today. I just have a couple of examples. And I want to show you, I know you already know this, but sometimes it's just the simple things that we overlook. And uh, so I want to show you how our five senses work and relate that to, to faith. So let's just, uh, I'm, I'm going to use Heather as my example. I'm, uh, it's not a bad example. Heather walks into the room. Uh, I'm at the house, Heather's doing something, getting ready or whatever, and walks into the room, and uh, she's wearing perfume. So immediately, I can smell the perfume, right? My nose picks it up. My nose says there's perfume in this room. However, at the same time, my four other senses have no proof of there being perfume. See, it, we do this all the time. We just don't realize it. It's hard. It seems so hard when it comes to faith to bypass our other senses, but we, but, our, but we make these decisions constantly. Because, see, my eyes are going to say, wait a minute, I didn't see her spray the perfume. I didn't see the particles come out of the bottle. There's not any perfume in the room. And my ears are going to say, I didn't hear the bottle when she was spraying it. I don't hear anything going on right now. There's not. I don't hear perfume, so there can't be perfume. And my, my hands are going to say, I didn't feel it in the, I don't feel any perfume in the air. And if I touch Heather on the neck or wrist, it's not wet. So it can't, there can't be any perfume. Uh, and my tongue's going to say, I don't taste any perfume. If I licked her on the neck, maybe I would taste perfume. I don't, but my tongue's going to say, I don't taste any perfume. There must not be any, I should have thought of a different example, but for the most part, I'm not going to taste the perfume. You get the point. And if I start listening to those other four senses, I'm going to come to the, con con the conclusion, no matter what my nose tells me, eh, there's not any perfume in this room. But we've trained ourselves with our five natural senses to say, wait a minute. Even though I can't see it, I can't taste it, I can't feel it, I can't hear it, 
I know what I smelled. My, no or my nose is going to say, you other guys just need to keep quiet. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I could smell in the room. There's perfume in the room. It doesn't matter what you say because I, I know this. And so with my sense of smell, I will have confirmed that the perfume is a reality. It's there. You're not going to convince me that it's, that it's not there. And have you ever done it? Like sometimes when Heather's going somewhere, she'll give me a hug and leave. And like 45 minutes later, I turn my head a certain way and you can smell the perfume where they gave you a hug or something. And they, so even there, you do it again. You're like, I, and for a minute you're thinking, what? and you know exactly what it is. You, you figure it out that it's the perfume that was in, that was in the room. We, we'll do it all day long with our natural senses. And it doesn't matter what they have to say because our sense of smell says that it's real. And so it should be the same way when we use our faith with the Word of God. So what happens is in the Word of God, we begin to read and meditate and we see something with our sense of faith. We see maybe that, that salvation is mine, that, that healing is mine and it's for today, that, that God's uh, prosperity is mine. God's provided for everything so that I can prosper and that all the blessings, all spiritual blessings are mine. And so from that information from the Word of God and from my sense of faith, that's picking up on that, then I can confidently say, I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm redeemed, whatever it is that's taking place. Now, when we do this and we begin to act like the Word of God is true, our five natural senses will try to contradict the Word. They're, they're just going to do it. doesn't mean that they're bad. Our five senses are good. We need them for gathering information and gathering knowledge, but they're just... They're going, they're going to do it. They're going to say, and, and like I said, they do it with everything we do. We just don't even hear them anymore when things in the natural because we're so used to making decisions based on one sense. And so they'll say, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't hear anything. I don't, it does, nothing sounds different. I can't see it. It doesn't look like I've been healed. It doesn't feel like I've been saved. It doesn't, I, don't, I can't taste it. I can't smell it. I must not be healed. I must not be delivered. I must not be whatever it is that you're believing God's word for. But see, we have to have, we have a faith that we can believe in. And so just like when it was with the sense of smell, our, our sense of smell told the other four senses to be quiet, that there was perfume in the room, we have to trust our sense of faith and spiritually tell our other senses to hush. It doesn't matter what they think. They're not what picked up what's going on in the room. It was the sense of faith. It wasn't our natural senses. And that sounds easy, but man, it is so hard, isn't it? It's so difficult at times, even when it should be so obvious. But it really is uh, the same thing. We, why should we allow our natural senses to have more integrity than God? Our sense of smell does not have more integrity than God does. Because your nose could be wrong. God never is, but your nose could be wrong. Everybody in here, your nose has been wrong. You've been riding down the road and accused somebody of something only to find out it was from the outside of the vehicle after you spent a bunch of time arguing about it. We've all, everybody in here, your nose has been wrong before. You're, what we see, what we hear, it can be defective. We can mess it up. We can get it wrong, but God is always good and he can never lie. He always tells us the truth. Every promise is true. And that's why it's important for us to meditate on God's Word. See, faith causes the written Word of God to become as real as hearing His audible voice 
when we're operating in the sense of faith. See, when we, when we see it in the written Word of God, our sense of faith takes a hold of it and brings it over into the natural world. And we, we can see an example of this in 2 Kings chapter 6. And this uh, story, um, this, is one of my, uh, this is one of my favorite stories, I think, in the Bible. But this is when the Syrians were fighting with the Israelites. And every time they tried to make a move against Israel, um, it, the Israelites knew exactly what they were going to do and took care of everything. And so the Syrian leader, he's upset. He finally calls together all of his, his crew, and he says that he wants to know what's going on. He wants to know who's telling Israel his plans. He wants to know there's got to be a spy in the camp. Who is it? Who's the traitor among this group? And so they tell him, look, there's not a spy here, but there is a prophet in Israel. And so he knows, and they say, he knows everything you're going to do. He knows everything you're saying, even what you're whispering in your bedchamber. And so he's so upset that he sends a whole army to go get one man. And I want to propose to you that that's how scared the devil is about spirit-filled Christians who are operating in the sense of faith. He doesn't want us operating, because that's exactly what Elisha was doing. And so they sent an army down after one man, and Elisha's sleeping, and his servant's with him. And so the servant looks out. He sees all around him the army and the horses and the chariots. And so he asks Elisha, says, what are we going to do? So Elisha gets up, looks around, comes back, says, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Those that are for us are more than, than, than there are for them. And so the servant doesn't see it that way. And so Elisha prays, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And so this time when he looks out, he sees the mountain full of horses and chariots of fire all around them. And so the key in this story here is that the angels were there all the time. The chariots of fire, they were there all the time. All that he had to do was see it. He was, had to see it with his sense of faith. See, sometimes when we begin to experience breakthrough or healing, we say things like, man, thank the Lord I was, I was healed in last night's revival service, or I was, healed in, I was healed in Sunday morning's altar service. And what I want us to understand is that healing existed for you ever since Jesus died and purchased it with his blood on the cross. It's always been there. It's always been ours. Healing, prosperity, it's been, it's been ours. Deliverance has been ours. Sometimes you don't see the healing or the prosperity, and sometimes you might not feel your victory in your life, but that doesn't mean it isn't there if you can just grab a hold of it with your sense of faith. See, God, through our sense of faith, manifests it in the material or the physical when we grab a hold of it in the spiritual. But we have to start using all of our senses, including faith, not just our five natural, natural senses. Um, I'll use Heather again. If I call Heather, Heather's, if, I, if I leave the house, I call Heather, I'm riding down the road, and I say, Heather, look, um, when you get home, I just want you to know that I put... Uh, $2,000, well, this, is, this isn't real, so $5,000. I put $5,000 in uh, your spare purse. I just want to leave that there for you. You can spend it on anything you want. Do whatever you want to do with that money. It's there. It's yours. Uh, she's grabbed a hold of it in faith. <laughs> so first thing she's going to do is she's going to start rejoicing because she believes me. 
She's get rejoicing over something that she knows is not even true right now. <laughs> Second thing she's going to do, she's going to make plans of what she would do with that money. And then she's going to start talking about it. And she's going to talk about it. Uh, she's going to talk about the fact of the blessing, not just the thought of the blessing. Because it's all changed now. It's going to go from what I want to buy to what I'm going to buy. Real quick in her case. Now, even though she does these three things, I want you to remember that she still has not seen this money. She has not uh, taken the money and smelled it. I don't know if she would taste it or not. She might would taste the money. She hasn't felt it in her hands. She hasn't thumbed through the bills and heard it in her ears. None of that has happened. Her, all five of her natural senses have had no contact with the money at all. All she has is the word of a person that she trusts and loves. That's all she has. But notice what she does. She believes, she talks, and she rejoices. With no evidence except faith in my word. You see, it's strange how we'll act, uh, you know, on the word of a friend or family or a spouse or a doctor or a professional. But we will not act on the word of God with that same confidence. And a man can make a mistake or even lie. But God doesn't do either one of those. He loves us and we can, we can trust him. And see, we can act on every one of his promises the same way that Heather would act on my word about that money I had put in her purse. We have a faith we can believe in. So our job is to believe it's ours, to confess it, and to rejoice about it and act like it already is. And the Father's job is to see that it manifests in Jesus' name. In Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Now, Jesus is not asking us to go around telling lies. If you have a visible condition, you have a giant tumor on your arm, He's not asking you to go around saying, hey, there's not a tumor here on my arm. When everybody with eyes can see that there's a giant tumor on your arm or a, a some, something like that. He, he, you know, he may, uh, the sense of faith may want you to declare I'm healed before it's shown up in the physical. But you're not going to say there's nothing on my arm when there's obviously something on your arm. That would be that would be crazy. Now, sometimes faith will have us make bold declarations. Like I said, I'm healed or I'm prospering even though there's still bills to be paid. I'm healed even though there's still sickness maybe in my body. But he's not, he's, he's not asking us to believe it has already manifested in the physical when it hasn't. What he wants us to do is with our sense of faith, believe that it's already ours in the spiritual. We grab a hold of it in the spiritual, the invisible realm, on the basis of God's word and God's promises. And when we do that, he makes sure that we receive it in the visible form. He makes sure that it manifests in the physical form. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's the same as when you're saved. You believe with your heart. You confess with your mouth. Not with your five natural senses. I wasn't saved with my five natural senses. I was saved through faith. I was saved by grace through faith. See, we must use our sense of faith with God's word because it's a faith that we can believe in. 
I believe that if we will, that we're going to start to see some unbelievable things. Look, I get it. I know that I'm not the typical type of speaker that talks a lot about uh, uh, miracles and, and uh, healings and things like that happening. That doesn't mean I'm not believing for it. I, I believe it could happen today. I believe it could be next week. I, believe, I honestly believe it's coming. I believe we're going to start to see things manifest that just blow our minds. Things, we've never, things that we used to see and things that we've never seen. Because I believe God is wanting to use everyday people like me and you. And, and sometimes, like last week when I was talking about, and it's not all about signs and wonders. It's about operating the way that God wants us to operate. It's about going after Jesus and everything that we do. Like Jill said, focusing on His love for us. It's not about us trying to achieve any certain thing. It's about us experiencing Him. And you've got to, you, as Christians, we've got to walk this thing out. Sometimes you people can get too, this is kind of a separate sermon, I guess, but sometimes you can get too caught up in going after all these different experiences that you forget that there's a life to live and a relationship to develop. And uh, if, all, if all Heather and I had in common was when we went out on a big, uh, exciting event or date, we wouldn't do a whole lot of life together. But our relationship is even in the little things. It's even in those times we're uh, going through some stuff. It's, it, it's all of those, those things. And so uh, I believe that we got to have a focus on the Word like never before. Now, I'm not going to say exactly what that's going to look like for every person, but if you don't value this, this Word of God, then you don't value God. And if you don't have the Word of God in you, you don't have a faith you can believe in because you can't put your faith in what somebody that can say a lot of flashy words tells you or what they say an angel showed them or what they had in this uh, vision or that vision. I believe in visions. I believe in people being having visitations by angels. I believe in all that stuff, but I'm not going to put... That's not where my faith is. My faith is in God's Word and what He has to say about it. Uh, I, I left it out last week because I went, I was, went a little longer anyways. Uh, but since it's not 12, Jonathan will forgive me. They've been giving me a hard time because I went to 1215. That's bad, isn't it? Y'all pray for them. Uh, but I was listening to, uh, when I was writing down my thoughts about the message about uh, the power of preaching, um, I was listening to uh, a minister and he was talking about um, very successful ministers. I'm not going to say even who it is, but he was talking about their early days and when God started pouring out His uh, power in their meetings and in their youth groups. And uh, he was saying that uh, he was actually talking about people going after miracles too much, even when a big part of this ministry is miracles. And uh, he said that what has, what has blown his mind is that when he looks back over that youth group where the power of God fell and they started having all these mighty uh, experiences and encounters, uh, they were having to carry the teenagers to the cars on a regular basis where they're slain in the spirit. Some of them were having uh, uh, open visions. Some of them, all these different things were happening. Miracles were happening. And uh, he said uh, one in particular was the youth leader's uh, daughter. She was out in the spirit in a vision for finally they had to help the, him get her to the car. And uh, he said that now, I think it's been about 20 years or 25. He said now that he's gone back and tracked that group, they, they moved from that church to a different area. 
He's gone back and tracked that group and over 50% of them don't even go to church now. Which is kind of what I was talking about last week. We want to have, if we had this huge, crazy, uh, uh, powerful service, everybody's going to get saved. Everybody's going to live for the Lord the rest of their lives. Uh, and you have to remember that, that that's not how it works. We have to be rooted in the Word of God, grounded in our faith, because it's a faith we can believe in. And he said, not only are 50% of those, now they're not young people anymore, but not only are 50% of them no longer even in church, that youth leader is not in church and doesn't even serve the Lord. And he was the youth pastor at that time. Because sometimes we can get caught up in chasing things and forget to feed our faith. But it's a faith that we can believe in as long as it's rooted in in the Word of God. So Father, we just thank You, Lord, that we have a faith we can believe in, God. I thank You, Lord, that we can grab a hold of every promise from Your Word and that, God, Your Word is true, every promise is true, and You are faithful and that no matter what our other senses try to tell us, God, that we can hold on to every promise. God, I pray that we would all start to make steps to do that. Lord, that we would continue to do that till it comes just as natural as when we're, when we're overriding our uh, one sense is overriding another sense in the natural, God, that our spiritual sense of faith will have that same ability. God, help us to be people of, of courage, Lord, to go after you, Lord. We want relationship with you. Help us not to seek signs and, and wonders, Lord, but to go after the one who does signs and wonders, God. Lord, that we would just have a heart for you like never before. And God, that we are believing and we are expecting that you're going to do miracles, that you're going to do signs and wonders to confirm your word. Lord, as we speak your word, as we live your word, Lord, and as we meditate on your word day after day, Lord, I pray each and every one of us that you would just give us a hunger for your word like never before, God, because it's what changes everything. We thank you that Jesus is already taking care of it all on the cross that it's all been provided and every promise has been given, God. And Lord, we just want to receive those as we grow in our relationship with you. Lord, I pray that we would just be confident and bold. And God, we would trust you every step of the way. And Lord, I pray a blessing over every person in this house, God, every family that's represented. Touch those that are, that are out today, God, sick and that are, that are traveling. Keep them safe. God, we're just so thankful that we get to serve you, Lord. We're so thankful that we get to, to experience your presence, God. And Lord, we just give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 10.45 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.